Hello, you're listening to Freelance Mum, the mother of all juggling acts, with me, Faye Dicker. And me, Laura Rawlings. Hello and welcome to the Freelance Mum podcast. And this week, we cannot not talk about it. Um, It is, of course, the coronavirus. And Laura and I, hello, Laura, by the way. Hello, Faye. Party hello. We're not sitting by the poolside, as people may have gathered. We're recording remotely. Nothing to do with the coronavirus, just to do with general life logistics. But today we just felt that we could not not talk about the coronavirus anymore, can we, Laura? Um, No, it is the thing that everywhere you go and... You know, you listening to this right now, I'm sure you'll have experienced this. Doesn't matter where you go, everyone is talking about it. And I expect that you've probably also had a chat with whoever else is in your house about what you're doing. And by now, as a freelancer, you may well have, you know, taken a bit of a hit in terms of the work that you're doing. So we thought we'd share our experience with you. We know that things are changing super fast. So by the time you listen to this, they may have changed already. So apologies if that's happened. But we're hoping that this could be the Freelance Mum Survival Guide. to. And when we say Survival Guide, it's not even so much about if you get the illness as what can you do for you, your family and your business during this particularly unsettled time? Because that's exactly what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. No one sort of knows. We We were talking about this the other day and said that at the moment you know, neither of us have had this and we're very thankful for that. So it's a bit like seeing a wave in the distance. You know it's there, everyone is on about it. You know waves can be huge. You know that they can peter out, you just don't quite know, but you have to prepare for it. And so it's all the behind the scenes of that. Exactly. So from a business point of view, Laura, what have you got? Are there any measures that you've managed to put into place or anything that you've read up on that you're finding helpful right now? Yeah, well... Because, you know, I do end up inviting people into my home for hypnotherapy for the practice. I've thought about that and I'm not as comfortable doing that anymore at the moment. And that's partly because I have a toddler who is like the germ catcher. Hmm. I don't want her to pass on anything and just trying to keep everything super clean and everything is just a bit of a headache. So actually, I've looked at other options, things like using Zoom and Skype um, for clients as one way around this, Um, you know, get we've talked about this the kind of do you go digital for your meetups instead do you sort of try and do it all virtually so Mm. that is that's like the biggest thing yeah I'm not I'm thinking okay I'm not probably not going to be able to keep doing client face-to-face certainly not with everyone because you know people are over 70 won't want me necessarily coming into their home or to be coming into mine and it's interesting isn't it because on you know Talking about going digital, um, I mentioned this in the mothership this morning and at the time of talking right now, still actually undecided about whether the freelance mum meeting in a couple of weeks should be an actual meeting in a room with real people or going digital. And I say that um, not because I'm undecided. I want to do what the majority want to do, but a part of me doesn't want to go digital too soon Um because at once once we've gone digital, I sense it will be a while before we make that step back. Um, so it's trying to make all those checks and measures. And we are human beings. We do need social interaction. There are other ways that we can get it, and that's important. But I think it's about making sensible decisions at the right point um, and doing it, you know, almost not doing it too soon, but also at the same time trying to protect and be mindful of others. Yeah, I think that's, that is so yeah, it's so true. And it is a bit of a guessing game. And as the information changes, you know, day by day, it's been hard to work out the best way 
forward, isn't it? I mean, I think it's good. You you are very tapped into your community, so I think you're going to hear loud and clear about what what they want. And but other people, other freelancers, I'm guessing, are just sort of getting the no, we're not going to be doing this. We're not going to take a risk and hold this event. You know, I know loads of people who've lost jobs already and are just thinking, oh my goodness, is this going to be how it is for the next four months? Yeah. And what am I going to do, you know, if that's the case? The other interesting angle, I think, and again, this not every single business will be able to do this, but there are some businesses that will be able to metamorphosize and we'll be able to offer now a new package, a new digital offering, for example. There, I've noticed that there's a lot of exercise classes that are saying, right, OK, um, don't worry, if you're going to have to self-isolate or the kids are off school for a couple of weeks, you can join me and I'm going to be doing a weekly training session aimed just at kids. And you have to say, hats off to them, that's a great <laughs> idea. Really, really good idea to be able to do that. Um, and there are some businesses that will be more naturally able to do things like that but in those cases it's a great opportunity to start trying out a few more tools a different platform can you do this another way have you sort of always felt a bit limited geographically but actually now you're kind of somewhat forced to explore another option and you can extend your reach yeah and on the subject of exercise and just wearing my hypnotherapy hat you know we know there's so much evidence that says that keeping moving is really good for our mood you know it doesn't matter what age you are it's important for us it gets us fired up so yeah good good if you can find those things you know I know people like yoga you can do pilates you can watch it all online or however you do it um, exercise is going to be important especially if we have to self-isolate it's quite interesting because my husband's working from home um, for the next couple of weeks not yeah. because he's self-isolating but because his work want to make sure that actually all their systems will work for if everyone has to self-isolate at the same time and ordinarily he would cycle to work and I actually made him do a pseudo um, cycle this morning well he did cycle and um, I was like right just leave the house at the same time go for a bike ride but come back to the house start your day in the same way because actually if that's part of your morning routine and part of your normal psyche is to go for a bike ride you probably are sitting at your desk feeling far more energized and ready to go than not and because it's not like it's you just got a couple of days off actually we're trying to keep business as usual so let's try and replicate some of those routines where possible I think that's really important and certainly for productivity and I know myself, you know, on the days when I'm working from home, I have to have washed my hair um, and I have to, you know, wash my face, brush yeah. my teeth on something smart. It's all part of my routine and I think, you know, that's that's still really important wherever you might find that you're working, yeah. Pyjamas sound great but it, I just think there's a, it doesn't help with that office sort of environment that I think perhaps you need to maximise productivity. That's my my personal experience. On that subject, at the weekend, we um, made sure that both my partner and I have our own distinct workspace. So I work from home anyway, so I'm okay. But he uh, he does sometimes, but it's a bit more hit and miss and a bit chaotic. Whereas he was like, no, I've got to have the right kind of environment. And that means putting up a poster here and a bookcase there and an office desk tidy thing. I need to actually properly create this space now. And I'm really glad that he's done it, apart from the fact the spare room has been a tip hmm. up until this point. Um, but that aside, having that kind of a space and having had the conversation now about, right, who's going where, who's doing what, and a bit also beyond that in terms of what if one of us gets ill, who's going where, um, I found that really good. 
And I think a lot of people aren't now having that conversation about how we're going to manage the situation if one of us is self-isolating and so on and so on. And I think there's something to be said about just having the conversation. Like with all these things, it doesn't feel quite as bad once you've discussed the reality of a situation. Definitely. Um, yeah, we've di- we've divvied up. Well, I know about, I'll just share this. I mean, we know about food. Basically, there's a massive gap between what he, a difference between what he and I can cook. So um, we're basically the the things that we've got in our cupboard reflect our different culinary skills for starters. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's definitely better. It helps you feel a bit more on the front foot rather than on the back foot. And that he can actually fend for himself without sounding patronising, you know, but should you be self-isolating, he, yeah. he'll be able to fend for himself now. Yes, and he knows that at least there are sugar-free baked beans for our daughter. I'd rather she eat them than the ones that he wants with the little sausages in. You know, I'm sure it won't matter for a few weeks. Yeah, no, but it's, it's, all these, it's all these conversations. We were uh, smiling. We're a household that, generally speaking, have UHT milk in the house. Always, always, always have. And for the first time in our lives, we have actually haven't got any. We're like, oh, well, there's a time to not have any UHT milk in the house. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, especially when you hear crazy stories of people. I mean, I read that some people had been taking formula for babies. I don't know if it's true or if it's just a thing I read, but it was from someone I trust saying that um, like grown-ups want to use formula milk for babies, and they've been kind of taking that to have for themselves, which I just think is outrageous. Um, if that is true, I think it's, it, we've had some interesting responses as well and I think there's some great responses when it comes to managing the situation one of them let's just stop actually looking now at social media and limiting your news consumption on this subject which is somewhat ironic that I'm saying that as as broadcasting on the very subject but actually it's 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 not that helpful and this morning I got one of those news alerts saying you know breaking news and I was like oh what is it? And it, you know, it wasn't something that was actually that relevant to me. But we feel as though we're all in this high state of angst. And actually, if something is announced that we need to know, we will very quickly find out. But we do not need to be glued to our screens or our phones anymore, kind of waiting to see this story unfold. It's a natural human desire to wish to understand it. But it's probably more mentally helpful right now to put a bit of a distance and maybe just tap into the news at fixed points in the day. Yeah, very true. And our brains, once you start going on high alert and you see negative things, then they will remain on high alert unless you try and do something to stop that. It's all part of what's kept us going as, you know, the species that survived to this point. But that does lead that can lead to a negative mindset. And it can become all-consuming and increase levels of anxiety and worrying about the future. So, as you say, if you can limit updates, be more restrictive, think, well, I'm only going to look at NHS guidelines or perhaps I'm only going to, you know, read that BBC News Online stuff once a day or whatever it might be, whatever your trusted source is. But I think be more selective and yeah. Yeah, use less of it, definitely. You don't need to click onto every link. And the other element, of course, in all of this is children and looking after children while actually trying to work from home and actually every element of these gorgeous little germ spreaders um there was a a great response here from plum and she popped this on insta today she said now if you're struggling to get children to wash their hands you can always play the guessing game in a washing up bowl for kids who won't wash their hands so basically you just put various items um 
in a bowl and get them to try and guess what it is. Yeah. And it's like, I thought it's a great idea, isn't it? As they're having a good old rummage underneath them, they are actually washing their hands. Yeah, love that. Um, and at the moment, I just end up having to change Lola nearly every meal time because she just wants to then, well, she wants to water her food with her drink uh, and Always then just some. doesn't want to give over the washing up bowl. So just ends up coating herself. W- one of the things that I thought actually and noticed, because um, I'm the one who looks after her more than my partner, I'm probably more used to thinking about the different things that we can do for play you know, and noticing the things that she likes. And hopefully it'll be a, a great journey of discovery for him and her, you know, as they spend more time together. But I did think, oh, yeah, it's not always obvious to everyone what stuff makes good play. Mm. You know, she's a toddler. And so she just loves chasing. I've got a little exercise ball that I had to have for rehab. She just loves chasing that. She calls it a bubble. Mm. Um, that is great fun. Making tents, building, you know, even just going under the duvet, me holding it up with my leg as a tent pole. I mean, I know these are things you're thinking, oh, my God, I can't last four months of this. Yeah. Uh, be a bit more creative about what you've got around the home. Some people are naturally great at this and some of us aren't. And I, I just I've had to really think about it and think, OK, I need to share this with my with my partner because we cannot just sit and watch the telly all the time, obviously, <laughs> as much as I love Hey Dougie. It's funny how you talk as well about the routines, Laura. Uh, you reminded me of something that I've seen and it was a very simple timetable and way that you can construct your time. And initially I thought, that's just a bit patronising. Of course I know all of this. And then when I looked at it, I thought, actually... It is a bit of a case of stating the obvious, but sometimes the obvious needs to be stated. Um, And actually, it's quite helpful, isn't it? Saying, okay, right, at nine o'clock every day, we're going to begin our day with a little bit of exercise. Great idea. And we will do an hour of of learning or an hour of this. Uh, And one of the simple things I quite liked was after lunch every day, we would all help with 15 minutes of household chores. And I thought, actually, for those of us with slightly older children who are already now used to um, a school routine... Actually, that's a great way of just keeping an element of routine, sticking it to the wall so that everyone can see that this is what we do between this hour and this hour. And just having a loose format because, yes, it you know, it is, I'm mentally framing it as it's like, it's going to be like snow day, but without the snow. But actually, it's going to be a prolonged period of time. And we we can't just, you know, go into complete freefall during that time. So a little bit of structure is going to be really quite important. And the idea of having a timetable that everyone can see and knows where they stand is going to be really helpful. I also think you said about saying the obvious and that just um, made me think of something that I'm working on at the moment for hypnotherapy. And that is a bit around gratitude and just the stuff that we take for granted and kind of helping us to cultivate the positives and be aware of them when there's so much noise about the negatives and all the bad stuff that can happen. But just taking that moment just to go, okay, right, what's gone, what's been good today or, you know, what's gone well, if you can think about why it's gone well as well, that's a good exercise, that sort of journaling or just thinking about, your blessings just the things that you are grateful for you know the fact that we have got this technology the fact that we are we are resilient you know I can't see you face to face today but um we can still chat it's great and I'm in a really comfy house amazing you know all the things that we can ignore but it is good for your mental health um, yeah and and again I'm going to mentally try and take it as an opportunity to do some of that bigger picture thinking stuff let my head go to that daydreamy place that it usually goes to when you're on holiday um and you can start to think okay what is it that I want for the future how do we want this to play out um 
you know, when it's not completely business as usual, but it's a slightly different feeling and vibe about things, it allows you that time to have a bit of reflection, take stock and move on a bit. I mean, make no bones, whilst Faye and I are sounding very, we're not exactly virtuous, we're being very practical and good. Mm. Make no, make no bones. We both have, you know, a big. I've got a big supply of dark chocolate. That's my thing. Love I've it. also made sure that I do have, you know, a nice drink for when I want one. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure that you've done the same thing. You've oh, got most your- definitely. <laughs> we need to panic buy some wine. <laughs> yeah, saving your blonde stocks. Yeah, <laughs> there was a great response actually, and it's completely. It's almost like the opposite to all the points that you've made, Laura. Um, but the lovely Sarah Newland has said actually regularly scream profanities in the garden to let off steam. And I know she's saying that a bit tongue in cheek, but actually she makes a good point. We have to be. We've got to be realistic. If we're all going to be living together in the same space, we're going to someone's going to get cabin fever at some point, and it's allowing that person to just say, "Yeah, go go and have half hour. Take as long as you need. If you need that headspace, have it now, because we all are going to have to muddle along a bit. And there's some great advice and there's great suggestions, but to a certain extent, we are making it up as we go along. And so, if there is a point where you're like, "Do you know what? I, I, I." I'm struggling right now. That's that's when you have to cut someone some, some slack and say, yep, yeah, go. Do what you need to do at this moment in time. Yeah, I know. And usually you and I get sent, in inverted commas, to go and swim at the Lido. <laughs> Long may that continue. Yes, long may that continue. And I don't know about you, Laura, but I've sort of been trying to get as many extra dips in the Lido bag at the moment because I'm mentally like, well, if I get some extra, a bit like with sleep, you know how you think, if I get loads in the bank, if I need to make a really healthy withdrawal, will that tide me over? And so that's where I'm mentally with that. It's like, okay, if I can sneak in a few extra dips, will that see me good for a bit longer, you know, ready, braced for when... Not the worst might happen, but we're ready for when we might have to self-isolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just, you know, like you say, it's banking it, just feeling good in that moment. That's all any of us can do. We can't look too far down the line, can we? But doing a bit of something that makes you feel good right here, right now. That's. I think that's the way forward, isn't it? Most definitely. Uh, what about grandparents, Laura? Have you made any decisions as a family about visiting grandparents with, with a toddler? This is funny. I think like WhatsApp groups are going to be, you know, propping up loads of families as they survive through this, mm. aren't they? Although it is in our case. Um, so, yeah, because we've got, so on both sides, grandparents. Um, so I've got a, a grandmother who's in a care home. She has got, uh, you know, lots of things unfortunately wrong with her. I went and saw her last weekend and I, I don't anticipate on going again um, for the time being. Uh and my own parents and my partner's parents, you know, they're knocking on 70 um, and they have on both sides decided that they've they've cut back on what they're, you know, they're socialising and going out and they're being a little bit more sensible about what they do when they do it, about mixing. One of them does have a serious breathing condition. So, you know, I'm, I am worried for them. I think it's all very well people saying, oh, it's, you know, yeah, it's more likely to affect the elderly. Well, that is young people saying that and kind of going, thank God that it's not me. Because I just think if you're older, I spoke to one of my um, older relatives who's over 80, and, and they're in good health, but they felt, they feel understandably really nervous about mm. this, what it means. And that's not very nice if you're the age category sitting there in the midst of it that is most at risk. It's really worrying. And so um, what we've done, we've set up a thing called Google Duo on 
well, my my uh, sort of parents-in-law, I'll call them. So they've had it on their phone for ages. So it means that we can video call them, and and we do um, every night. And so they see their granddaughter, and we get to see them, and that they're okay. And I'm trying to persuade my eighty odd year old great aunt to um, get her, you know, to get her to have access to that because I think that will be such an important thing. You know, you don't want to miss out on little babies and toddlers when they're growing up, but they are also big carriers of everything. So yes. I think not the wisest so yes technology using our little whatsapp group and setting up google duo which is a free app that you can get on android and iphones um and that's pretty good the other thing is to just go completely old school and write a letter um leslie waldron i loved her suggestion she said you know it's a great opportunity to get children actually to write a letter to their grandparents um and i thought yes that's lovely and if that you can't write a letter yet you know pictures in the post um because there's nothing oh i love always write uh, opening a letter with handwriting it's so much nicer isn't it and we can do that we can do that for the price of a stamp um and i just think yeah let's we can go old old school as well there are other ways that we can stay in contact with people if not everyone has embraced technology yet yeah or you know actually where i am although we're managing okay we don't actually have broadband here so we're sort of managing off our own um slightly uh ad hoc set up um you know using a, a dongle so going off what i use on my phone um and yeah it's a mistake to think that everyone does have the internet and that everyone is going to be working from home with broadband i mean we're basically on the equivalent of dial-up <laughs> like having it's a it's a ridiculous situation but we're not far from a really large town but not everyone has really good internet connection either so yeah it's also worth also worth bearing in mind but yeah letters double thumbs up from me for those yeah and, you know, without sounding like I'm trying to uh, do a shameless self-promotion here of Freelance Mum and the Mothership, but actually part of Freelance Mum is the Mothership and is part of that community. So there are lots of digital communities that people can can go to and get support and choose to switch off from the coronavirus or not, tap into as much resources that they need. But it's about finding um, a place where you can go and have a virtual hangout that may be helpful for you. Yes, and if you're being, if you're having to try your very best at home to keep things just juggling around and everyone being all right and all that kind of stuff, then it is quite nice to be able to go into a community where you know the people are really lovely. Um, they are, they've got their own experiences, but they'll certainly understand if you need to come in and do the equivalent of shouting in the back garden, like what Sarah was saying. Actually, yeah. this. Is I, I sense we may need a thread that's dedicated yeah. to a quick shout at the back garden. In the back garden. Yeah, you know, and that would be fine. Well, listen, Laura, it's been really lovely speaking to you. I hope I get to see you again soon. And I'm sure it will be Lido side and uh, chatting in the in the flesh um, and nothing to do with the coronavirus and everything to do with life logistics. But in the meanwhile, it's great to be able to share support. And if anyone's got any suggestions, um, then as ever, we would absolutely love to hear them. Yeah, how you're getting on, tell us, let us know. Any of the things you want to shout about <laughs> is also very welcome. Thanks for listening to Freelance Mum. Remember, there's loads more podcasts and exciting content at freelancecorner.co.uk and you can also meet lots of other freelancers. Subscribe, like and share from whichever platform you get your podcast from and join us next week as we speak to another expert on an issue that's important to you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.